this episode of Kitchen Table Netrunner, we talk about recent tournaments, look ahead to worlds, and acknowledge a new podcast on the block. Stick around. Welcome to Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. Welcome back. And I mean like way back. Yeah, sorry about that. I asked a lot of times if you'd record with me. My life is hectic. Her living room is literally taped off right now. That is your fault. Mm, it needed to be done. <laughs> Windows that work is a good thing. I mean, except for when there's like devastating wildfires that make it so the air is toxic. But otherwise. Yeah, I, I'll give you partial credit. Partial credit. For all the days you had to deal with virtual school. Oh my gosh. But it's been it's been months and, and people are encroaching on our podcast space, first of all. Yeah, what's with that? We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. We did get some comments on the last episode. If you remember, one of the things we talked about was all the different events and activities that are happening. Yes. So we got a comment from Dana Tronic. Just had no idea how many things there were and appreciated our pointing them out. Well, you're welcome. But also we had a comment that we forgot to mention or we just neglected to mention. And by we, he means him. So he's really quick to point out when it's my fault we haven't recorded podcasts lately enough, but it's we when he makes a mistake. I mean, neither of us mentioned it. That's just fact. You keep up on these things. I do take care of your children. I take care of the children sometimes. I was taking care of the children tonight. I was planning on a garden so we could eat food all winter. Let me tell you about a new invention called a grocery store. <laughs> Besides, you just finished telling me that our winter garden would not give us any food in the winter. Yes, I did. I said beets and carrots. That's and not our said, winter garden. That's what's already there. Uh... I didn't say it like that. Anyway, but someone mentioned that it was Dan J3000 mentioned that we neglected to mention, or I neglected to mention, the Green Level Clearance Discord has a modded tournament, and uh, that's a like a limited card pool, very beginner friendly. So, it might be another good place for our listeners to check out. Very exciting. Yeah. So this probably like jumps ahead on your list, but like, is Nisei still planning like around Christmas time to have System Gateway out? Yes. Nice. It wasn't necessarily on my list. Yeah, early December is the last thing I've heard. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that will come along at the same time as System Update, which is an update to the System Core, although it's kind of like dissolving the whole System Core format because it's like Gateway is the starter product and then like System Update is like, here's some cards that wrap around Gateway to make it a So it's another experience. product that you buy. It's not like a new ban list or anything like that. Um... Or it's both. Yeah, so yes, there will be rotation associated with it, right? So it's like, these are the cards that are in rotation in addition to these packs, these deluxes. Mm. But but in addition, it's also like system gateway plus system update would be a good format to play once you emerge from the cocoon of getting system gateway figured out. Okay. It's kind of your next inter- intermediate step. Okay. So I'm going to throw this out there okay. and I'm going to preempt it with, I love and respect Nisei. They have done amazing things to keep this game alive and afloat. Truth. 
And they are doing good things to not only keep it alive for those of us who are like currently dealing with it, but like they've created this fertile ground. And I totally respect them and it's been awesome and I'm really grateful for them and okay. all the work that they've done. But it like, sounds like a butt sandwich. My question is, <laughs> are they just trying to get rid of all the old cards? I'm a big fan okay. of making it accessible for new players and easy. And I know it's hard to like get a hold of some of the older cards and, and mm-hmm. cycles and all that kind of stuff. And so like, I totally get that. I totally get like the rotation stuff i mean to the extent that i mean we've had these comments before so you can go back and listen to hear how i feel about it and i'll let you know if it updates but the point is they're coming up with like all these new things and they're like rebooting cards and like how much of that is just to get rid of the old cards and be like we are so good at making way for new people that we will destroy netrunner to save it yes okay i'm not from nisei that's a great question to ask Nisei. We, maybe we should interview them sometime. That makes a lot There's of sense. There's a lot of people there that we could talk to. We have interviewed various people from Nisei. Truth. Gotta get our crap together a little bit more. Yeah. Pull somebody else into this chaotic train. Okay. So let me offer a few observations. Love to hear them. Number one, one of the things about rotation is to be like, these cards were in play for this extent of time and we had fun with them and the older cards... People had fun with them for longer. So it's only fair that they say goodbye first. Okay. Number two, this isn't like a connected argument. These are just different thoughts that kind of approach things from different angles. Okay. Number two, if there's a product that Nisei owns end-to-end, System Gateway is a perfect example of this. But like the more the cards that are not FFG cards, the more it becomes possible to say ship product, right? To send people things or put things in game stores and not worry about legal action. They have like distribution rights and stuff. Right. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. And also, as a living card game, part of what Netrunner needs is vitality, right? Like, by cards coming in and out to change what's possible. Yeah, no, I get that. Okay. It's cool. Cool. I'm still open to enlightenment if other people have, like, actual answers. Yeah. Which Tristan did a great job with his, like, I'm trying. And he admitted it, too. So that's, that's good. You don't get that very often. No. All right, so what's on your list? So there was, we just wrapped up a season of tournaments leading up to Worlds, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. So there was the Black Lives Matter tournament. Right. And we had a whole thing where we were going to give some money to charity, double match our listeners. Not very many people took us up on that. Not very many people took us up on that. That's true. So... We decided to take some of the money that we'd set aside for that that we did not use. And we are getting some Black Lives Matter playmats. Yes, which will become prizes. I mean, I'm, I got one for myself. But then there will be some that will also be prizes when we do local tournaments. Yeah. Should be pretty great. Or maybe we should maybe we should do some kind of a giveaway on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't either. Anyway, those playmats aren't even here yet. They're no, going to be printed yeah. with all the rest of the prizes. So, in time. In time. So, first... Maybe, oh, like, it, the ones who draw the coolest picture of us. I feel like there's a big sub-thread in the Netrunner community about how artists are often exploited and asked to <laughs> work for free just for exposure. Yeah, and that it's, is like, very exploitive. Bad. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Artists are the only people contributing to Nisei that do get paid. 
On the other hand, think of the exposure it would give you if you drew a picture of us <laughs> and it went on our tiny podcast. We would cherish it. So Black Lives Matter tournament, I competed. You did. I mean, I'm not sure that's the right word for it. You played some Netrunner. I was theoretically playing, yes. So I went and looked up the standings. I brought Jinteki Replicating Perfection and a Hoshiko deck, and I did not do well. I got You're 79th. Last. No, I got 79th out of 113. Worth bad. mentioning, beating White Blade. See, there you go. <laughs> not actually beating him. I never won a game against him, but I did rank higher than him at the end because he gave up early. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Is that the secret to like him like having such good standings all the time? And he's like, anything where I'm not going to have like top five, I'm just going to drop. Didn't happen. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. We love White Blade. Yeah. He's pretty great. We'll talk about him later. Ooh. A lot of criminal in the top eight there. There was four, four, one, nine. And Alila. So that was that was that tournament. Solidly bottom half. Yeah. All right. What else? So then I also played in American Continentals. Yeah. And? Well, I brought, I decided I wanted to play a deck that I thoroughly enjoyed and that I, that I understood. Okay. Which was? So I brought the outfit. Oh, yeah. I brought a rig shooter outfit. Okay. That was the spice, right? Like most people have the kill outfits, but I was like, oh, I'll just... Use things like Trojan Horse to get rid of Icebreakers. Use Arc Lockdown to get rid of them permanently. And I think I won. I locked out one person. Okay. Yeah. And I brought Ken Tenma. Yeah. Which I thought would be fun because he says on him that you should run a lot. And then like I had Swift. And then I realized that Paragon is still a better card, basically. Mm. Unless you have some kind of a plan, specific plan for the extra click. Because I'm like, oh, man. I want to get to my cards faster, so getting a credit to play the card and being able to tell if it's a card that I want to draw is better. So right. okay. I don't know. I don't know if I won any games with Ken. I may okay. have won one. It was bad. Overall. Didn't you win with your outfit one a lot, though? Well, I got 115th out of 134. I think I won three games. I think I won two Corp and one Runner. Okay. It was bad. So that was American Continentals. There were also two other Continentals. Europe, Africa, and Asia, Pacific. There are a lot of people in Africa that play Netrunner. Well, are they not like, a lot. Well, there's a continent, so we may as well have an Antarctica too. There's like a South Africa small scene. I don't know a whole That's lot about cool. other ones. Anyway, so that led to Intercontinentals, which where they tried out a new format, where it's like this single Swiss instead of playing both sides, you oh, play yeah. until you lost three times, and then you try to normalize or like equalize the number of times you played on each side. So. I don't know if you have any thoughts about this. I know you haven't like studied know. it in depth, but one of the benefits or one of the main purposes of single-sided Swiss... Is that it goes faster? Sure. That's a nice thing. I mean, you're playing like, I think there are 45-minute single rounds instead of 65-minute double rounds. Okay. So in terms of actually like round time, you weren't saving a ton of time. The big thing is though that double-sided Swiss incentivizes players taking intentional draws and making two for ones that makes no sense what right because if you're like okay i just need to split after i after i sweep the first two rounds or i buy and then i sweep all i need to do is split the rest of my games and i'm going to make the top cut and then i can just play it out 
right? Mm-hmm. And so you have an incentive to intentional draw with your opponent. And then if you know you're close to the bubble or you're like, I have to win every game to get into the cut, then you have an incentive to do a two for one with your opponent, right? Because you're like, okay, if I win both games, then I can advance. But if I just play a two for one, then I can win. If I win either game, whichever game I'm presented with, then I then I advance, then I keep keep staying the game. And that's for double. Double-sided, right. And so the point is that the double-sided format encourages people to play less Netrunner. Okay. The other seems like kind of a mathematical challenge, but... Yes. It does make it like a nightmare to do by hand. How do you decide, like, who gets to do what side? The person who's ranked higher? It's, you know, trying to normalize, trying to equalize the number of times you play each side and then dealing with ties somehow. I forget. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. I'm going to try too hard to understand it right now because I don't think I would be able to. But in the different continentals, lots of Leela. That was the big thing. In terms of friends of the show, because uh, top eight from each continentals got into intercontinentals. Beckett also made it. Good for him. Also, Pencil made it in. Cool. World champion, who right, we right. interviewed last year. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and White Blade. Not surprised. You know, he I, I I ranked higher than him in the Black Lives Matter tournament, and so he did a little sure bit better. Than, gonna... I think it evens out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Good, good. And so, again, a fair amount of Leela toward the top. Right, right. And the, the winning combination, the winning decks, were from QVM, who did not only Leela, but also an Ag Infusion deck. Oh, cool. So, we played some Netrunner recently. We have. More than normal, because we went on vacation. That's right. And we we did a no electronics vacation by request of the children. Yes. Some later denied that. Some denied it. Many regretted it. Yes. But. I a little bit did because there were times when we could have recorded a podcast. But we had fun playing games with the kids. So And and good. we got to play many games of Netrunner. Yes. With several different decks. We printed out deck lists ahead of time and yes. assembled them when we were in between things. Yes. So I want to talk about what you thought about the decks you played. So, for example... Oh, good. You remember which ones they were. The big thing was, in addition to your standard decks, like Smoke... Yeah. You played a one of the Continentals, Sunny. Yeah. I need more practice with her, but I thought Sunny was fun. So it was like uh, trying to get set up faster using like Gachapon, stuff like that. Yeah, I enjoyed Sunny. And I played the... Intercontinentals Championship Ag Infusion deck. That deck yep. I thought was a lot of fun. There, the basic idea is just everything that can stop a run is in there. So you've got uh, Nisei Mark II, you've got BioVault, Border Control, and the Ag Infusion ability. So between those, if you've got them all lined up and you put a an agenda in the remote, you could stop them four times. Yeah. Kind of hard to get past that. Yeah, you just gotta, not easy to line them all up. Yep. But the Egg Infusion, especially, like, Anansi is an amazing card to enable that, right? Where you're just like, you can run if you want, but I promise you're going to hit this Anansi every time. Yeah, truth. And all for a chance at accessing archives. What's the other deck I've been playing lately on the corpse side? Oh, yeah, you get four turn, like, you get... The oh, yeah, the Mirror Morph. You yeah, tried, yeah, Mirror Yeah, Morph. we put together the Mirror Morph for you that, right. that had done well at one yeah. of the, the I was enjoying that. I have done a lot of playing on the NBN side recently with, like, the... GameNet. It was yeah. Asmari and then GameNet. Yep. So it's been fun to try different things 
And I really am enjoying the Mirror Morph. And I'm glad that I'm trying like like a whole new faction you okay. know, that I don't have as much experience with. So what? any more detailed thoughts about how it plays? About... It, takes, like, it takes a fair amount of coordination, like mental coordination to be like, okay, so I've got this card so it can take away a click, but then like I need, you know, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. You're talking about MCA, MCA. Austerity Policy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so just like having that and I had some some slick moves where I like pulled things out of the archives and restore. Yeah. Yep. You didn't see that one coming. That was pretty fun. There was one when I I don't know. I don't remember what you restored. I don't either. Well, I restored an MCA and I don't know what I did. Oh, you did you double MCA me? Is that what you did? I might have. Yuck. I can't remember. Here's anyway, the thing. The point that is... was like the double sided Swiss, right? Where they're like, oh, it incentivizes not playing Netrunner. MCA austerity policy is one player telling the other player, I'm not going to let you play as much Netrunner. Blah. Blah, blah. Okay. It's fine. It's a good card. Anyway, been having fun. My goal is to get very, 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 very good at it. And then win the tournament where I get the laser mirror ID. From L1? From L1. Yep. Yeah. That would be nice. It'd be pretty rad. It'll never happen, but it would be pretty rad. I believe in you. Thank you. They're like old and gray. Okay, Shunny. I finally did it. So let's talk about the ban list now because you're talking about how much time you're spending on GameNet. Yep. Because you're chasing GameNet because Asmari just got banned. Right. And now, so GameNet, the new ban list recently came out and it banned SSL Endorsement and Gold Farmer. So now Gold Farmer is a relatively new card, right? Like it's an easy card. It is. It's yeah. an easy card. So what do you think? Is GameNet dead? I doubt it's dead. And I'm sure some people will come up with really great things. But I'm to the point where like, you know, like you said, I had the Asmari deck. And then I was like, well, I just have to make a couple little changes to get it over here. That yeah. Like it just came to the point for me that I'm ready to be like, okay, that was a great deck. I have it saved, you know, so it's not like I can't go back to it and... Make the little tweaks that I might want to make. But it's time to like start getting familiar with something new. Try to like learn something new. Okay. On my side, I just, with the new ban list format, uh, I had an idea the other day. I was like, oh, I should build a deck <laughs> where it's all about giving the corp credits and taking them away. Right? So corporate grant is out, which is fine. But I was like, okay, peace in our time and tycoon to give the corp credits and then Beth to monopolize on them and Tapworm and Pad Tap. And then the next, I, I, I built this deck just like out of my brain, just like one go. I played on JNet and I won my first game with it. That doesn't happen very often. I don't think it's a good deck. Probably not. But then the next day, Pad Tap got banned. <laughs> wah, wah. So I, I'd like to be sad to see it go, but you have used it so many times in games against me that it's like, oh my gosh. So I'll tell you what. I don't feel as bad. If pad tap going means that we see much less 419, I'd be okay. It's worth it. Do we see a lot of 419? I see more than I'd like. Oh, I'm sorry. I just feel like every time I'm up against it, it's just you know, like corporate grant wasn't enough. It's just kind of oppressive. Hmm. Anyway. Well, now we all know one of the things on Tristan's band list. No, nah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So on vacation, I also tried a Haley deck. Oh, yeah. What did you think about it? 
That crushed you. Yeah, it was too slow. I don't know. I mean, it was a good Haley deck as these things go, right? When Greg Tung's playing with it, it's like, it's good, but he's amazing. I am not. And it was too slow and I didn't get it. And maybe someday I'll be able to play Shaper. Yeah, those setup decks are, they can be tough. Let me tell you a story. I just remembered a story from the Black Lives Matter tournament. I was playing against an Apex. You know, I've been aggressively, wait, was that? Yeah, the Replicating Perfection, right? So it's like the bioethics and all that. So I've been like aggressively pinging and trashing stuff and just trying to keep on top of it. And by the end, the Apex player had no rig, no cards at all. So he just kept trashing them to heartbeat to nullify the bioethics damage. Okay. One card in the grip and one card in the stack and top decked an agenda in one. It was very frustrating. I was like, "This, I've got this one. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Losing to Apex... So, you know, you're like, this is not, this day is not going the way I planned. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I did a good job. I maintained the energy levels for all six rounds. Yes. Strongly recommend. Not eating a bunch of candy. Yeah. Going easy on the carbs. Uh, a lot of protein and fat. I was eating nuts between every round. Really worked out. Yeah. So, also recently, I had the good fortune of, because I, I talked about how I've been participating in Kevin Tame's Hacktivist League. Yep. But one day... There wasn't a lot of interest. There wasn't a lot of people that were ready to play, but Kevin offered to just play over my shoulder. And he taught me how to play his Hoshko deck and kind of coached me through it. And I lost the first game because I accidentally ran on the wrong server. <laughs> and I didn't know, Jinteki.net now, you know, when you when you run, there's a button right underneath like the let all subroutines fire, all the, like the little command stuff, where it's like undo click right there. Oh. Yep. Because you're like, whoops, wrong server. Didn't yeah, yeah. resin any ice, no harm, no foul. Right. So I ran on R&D instead of on archives. And there was a DNA tracker there that got resed. And it was bad. And I didn't really recover. But after that, I won a game. And then I played it on my own. And I won a couple of games. I, you know, I tried to internalize his advice. And it was just like a really fun, really fun thing to do. So I'd like to say to Kevin, because I know he must be like the biggest fan out there and loves our podcast. So he's listening to it right now that Tristan was really excited that you offered to do that. And so that was pretty great. I don't think he was confused about that. I think I I made my appreciation pretty clear. Okay. I know how you make your appreciation clear on things. You're just very like even keel. You're like, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. But inside, he was really like... (gasps) I now you're gonna embarrass him. No, no, no. So tell us what it's like to have somebody coaching you or like playing over your shoulder, right? Like, yeah. is it just like are you like the marionette and they're just pulling right. the strings and you're just doing what they're saying? And then if that's the case, like, how is that you playing and how do you learn from that? Mm-hmm. Or is it like more of a? I think you get my question. I do. And so let me say that there's. There are two extremes. I'm just I'm just coming up with this on the fly. This is going to be really good. One is, yes, you're just clicking for the person. Okay. Yeah, you're basically just like Brandon's Oracle. And then on the other side is that you're having like a really robust debate and the other player quits because you're taking too long, right? <laughs> About possible lines of play or, or whatever. So you have to figure out a way to effectively communicate quickly enough to make decisions. And so what I find often is 
the, the the two states in the middle that I think are most comfortable is either you as the coached player is like, I think I should do this, right? And then the person says yes or no, try this instead. And then with a little explanation. Or on the other side, if you're still, if you're like a little less comfortable, the coach might be like, I think you should do this to accomplish this. And then, so then you're like, to some extent, you're like going through what they tell you to do, but while getting to hear their internal monologue or their thought process about why it works that way. Cool. And I think also it's really key to have maybe like just a couple minutes looking at a deck list, understanding how it's put together. Because you're using the coach's deck? I'd recommend that. I think that if you you need a deck that the coach can quickly grasp, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you're like, hey, there's this Continentals deck. This is a good deck. I want to use this one, then like probably a good coach knows the basic idea. Right, right. Yeah. So if you're like, I built this Ken Tenma deck, probably not. Okay, okay. Maybe there's a good Ken deck and I just didn't build it. I'm willing to believe that's possible. Well, there's time to figure it out. So I don't believe he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that? I was going to say, I left you a segue. Right. I'm just going to ride that segue right down the pier. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that Nisei teased with their Worlds announcement is prizes. And the big thing about the prizes are, that first of all, there's lots of them. There are prizes for all the side events if you play in a standard side event on the Sunday or in the core experience or in the Eternal. They all have different sets of prizes. But also there are prizes for participation or even getting like two wins or four wins. Every set of two wins gets you more prizes for worlds during the main I event. I like it. Yes. And specifically, if you, the top 32 prize was what's called system update runner playmat. So again, system update is the part of system core that isn't addressed by system gateway, basically. Right. And so the runners on the playmat are. It's Nisei taking ownership. Sure. Of these these things. Right. And so the the runners on the playmat are Ayla and Kit and Steve Cambridge and Reyna and Quetzal and Ken. Yes. I'm excited so, for Ayla to come back. I had so much fun and then she was rotated as soon as I found her. Yeah. Tell me what you like about her. I just remember having fun with her. Okay. So I'm excited to explore it more. So the implication is that when those cards come in, then that means that Chaos Theory and Gabriel Santiago and Leela are rotating out. Thoughts about that? Um, you and Leela go way back. Yeah, I really liked playing Leela. Um, also, it seems like she's got a lot of people playing her right now. So I guess I do struggle with this concept of rotation to a certain extent. I could see it being like, okay, Leela's going to take a little break. She's going to tag this one out. And then, you know, later she's going to tag back in, maybe. Maybe um, you should just play Eternal. I think you have to be a better Netrunner player than I am. Just because, like, I don't like change doesn't mean that I am good. <laughs> just struggle with change. I'm not sure if your, you know, your, like, relative placement in a tournament would be significantly different You're in Eternal versus Standard. I lose in Standard. I'm just going to lose in Eternal and I should be okay with all that. I, I didn't say it like that. It'd be a lot slower games for me because I'd be like, what's that card do? The for a little time. while. For a little while. There's so many cards. I, I just feel like that's a way to keep it alive, too. Is to like keep things changing. And so like you think about like a cutting garden, right? Like a flower garden where you cut them for like arrangements. And and you're not going to like remove 
and replant all of them every year. You know, you might like add some new ones in and you might take something out, you know, and that's fine. And But like, you might also be like, oh, I don't like this one here. And they're like, oh, I really miss the irises that I took out. So I'm going to put them over here. Or maybe you're like, I didn't like the yellow iris so I'm gonna like take that out and I really miss having an iris a few years later so I'm gonna put in this purple one right so like having things and changing them up like there's a that's a thing so what I'm hearing is you really liked Ayla because she was the only runner who made flowers Flowers. like Ubax and the other like the digital flowers um I don't know I just I mean you're free to have a gardening podcast too I thank you I'll work on getting the one that I'm actually trying to get off the ground off the ground before i start brainstorming another one cool it wasn't about the flowers that was my metaphor and i feel like that was a pretty good metaphor i know that i'm tending to be pretty terrible at them but I feel like that was a pretty good metaphor all right what else all right so here's some thoughts so worlds you know as a side note is still happening but Just, it's online not yeah. surprising no and there are going to be after parties. You know, there's going to be like events that they have so that people can hang out together oh, apart. Interesting. What do you think? You want to hang out at those um, party games or just whatever you want to do? Could be. We could even host one. Oh, my. I'm not sure what that one would be. It would be the lame one that nobody would come to. <laughs> you know, I bet there's going to be a couple where people play Arkham. That'd be fun, right? That would be fun. That would be fun. Anyway, so what do you think? You think you're going to compete at Worlds? Think we're going to try to like interview people at Worlds? That whole thing seems complicated. That does seem really complicated. Um, in terms of playing at Worlds, doubtful because I don't know what we would do with the kids. So it would just be... like last year, huh? Yeah. Well, last year neither, neither of, of us, us played. Did. Yeah. And then for oh nationals, nationals, yeah. You know, and then I played, and you took care of the baby, and then everybody else stayed with grandma. So, unfortunately, Grandma doesn't live around here right now. So, wah, wah. so it seems like you'll probably play, and I won't. I'll try to bring the family on her. You'll have to help me get ready. Let's see what I can do. See how many of these wins I can get. Get the big prizes. Yeah. It says top half get faction dice. You don't even need dice for Netrunner. Truth. So think how much cooler they are when you can't even use them for the game. Nisei face masks. That was what was in my brain that, like, got... What? Could be Nisei face masks. That'd be kind of neat. They're, it's a virtual event. No, I, yes. This man has prizes, like walking around, got your like Netrunner face mask and people would be like, oh, that's so cool. What is it? And be like, it's just this little game I know. You can make kitchen table Netrunner face masks. I can make them for us. Well. I do have a stamp that I made. I mean, I think that. <laughs> sorry. I think that you could probably just upload the logo somewhere and then order them. Yeah, I could do that probably. Maybe that's a giveaway we can do. I think that this is like us waiting three months to do another episode where people probably have their face masks by now. Yeah. <laughs> by the time we do another one, maybe they've like cured coronavirus. Yeah, I mean. We'll just get it ready for the next Right, let's pandemic. see. Like, cause if we had one now that was fine enough to filter out smoke, that would be really helpful. So yeah, you just need to figure out like, is there some kind of a locust barrier? <laughs> <laughs> get everybody like their own personal like bubbles yeah maybe like those like inflatable dinosaur costumes but i think we should all just be dinosaurs uh okay that's a that's a hot take we should all just be dinosaurs <laughs> so gosh you know 
elephant in the room this whole time we've been talking about we've just been podcasting nicely but there there is as we mentioned a new podcast on the block yeah what's with that dude so it's it's you know it's Phil, Zeroth Maxima's podcast, and it says special guest, but he's been the guest on every episode so far. White Blade, Eric. I see. So. The Shadow Net. Okay. So let me say that in the first episode, they mentioned that they felt like doing this podcast because in, in Eric's estimation, there were 0.2 Netrunner podcasts out there. And I think the 0.2 was referring to the Nachfunzener Minuten meaning that maybe like a fifth of its content is in English. So um, we we were actually mentioned in the episode as being very nice, but I don't know that we count, count it as being an official Netrunner podcast in their eyes. Ouch. To be fair, they've done five episodes in a small fraction of the time that we have been between these two episodes. You know, we're creating the next generation of Netrunner players. You play with child number two a lot. He's very excited about it. He played at Worlds. That's true. Yeah. Not in the big competition, no, but the side event. It. Yeah. The like, yeah. core experience. And people were very nice to him. Yep. Uh, but, you know. Anyway, so beef beef taken. It's fair. Fair burn. You got us. Can um, we comment on like how many kids we had, and that's why <laughs> we can't make podcasts. I they may have, yeah. Also, you know, they their podcast is uh, going for a different demographic. There's the, how many different demographics are there? Well, there's the demographic of people who are good at Netrunner. Uh huh. Repeatedly, one of the big points that Eric likes to make is how most Netrunner players are trash, which I think is just a statistical observation, but sometimes it hurts. But again, placed higher than him in Black Lives Matter tournament. But whatever, no big deal. <laughs> um, also, the other part of the demographic that they're that they're going for is lots of swearing. Uh, lots of swearing. They even said on the second episode that they think that's why they get so many people listening. People are, are listening specifically for the swearing. Huh. So, like, it's a, like they are all sitting there with their counters. Like, I don't know. It just like maybe it energizes them. The, the listeners or the... the listeners, right? Huh. Um, or just like yeah, just the the spiciness. So we could be spicy. I mean, we could be here doing this in our underwear. You never know. That'd be spicy. It would not be. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've seen me in my underwear. We can do it naked. When now you, when you say it like a hillbilly, it makes it naked is a not sexy word. All right. Anyway. Naked. Again, right. we're supposed to be the clean podcast. Let's just let's be let's be careful here. Is that why they use it to refer to us as, like, kinky? Oh, man, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> so I was just going to say, I know you guys like the Shadow Net, but in honor of Eric's testing group, which you guys talk about a lot, the New York group, the Snare Bears, I thought you might call your podcast the Swear Bears. Oh. Yeah, there's some play, play on words there. So that's my, that's, that's, that's me definitely not putting Phil and Eric on blast as they say in the podcast world, uh, definitely not building a grudge. But if there were something that was like a gentle, friendly imitation of a blast, it would be calling your podcast the Swear Bears. <laughs> yeah! So good luck. I'm sure it'll only be a matter of a couple of weeks until you have more episodes than us. And I'm sure you probably already have more <laughs> listens. But again, I think there's there's definitely, definitely room for two podcasts in English and one that's sometimes in English, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. 2.3 podcast instead of 0.2. How about that? Yeah. I even upgraded the German one. I'm, I'm sure they'll be. Yeah. Paul will be elated. I liked Paul. He was really nice to our kids too. And us. He was. Okay. What do you think? Feel good to be back in front of the microphone? It does. It does. I just felt so disconnected with the Netrunner community lately because I've been, I don't know, I just feel like this pandemic hit was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Yeah. Just like, okay, I can't do anything ever because I can never escape this house and all these little people that I created. Yeah. They require a fair amount of attention. And now they're like coordinating their schooling. Anyway... Anything else you want to say about Netrunner or the community or worlds or... We're still the best Netrunner podcast in English. Were we ever the best one? Oh, when we were the only one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. The doy. Okay. So it sounds like there's officially a bit of a rivalry going because Nicole has thrown down the gauntlet. That's right. Well, well, we'll see how that goes because let me tell you, Eric pulls fewer punches than you do. What? I mean, he he's always said that he likes us and stuff, and now now it's like a now it's like a thing where our podcast is better. I'm afraid of what he's going to say. I like Eric. He's a very nice guy, and I don't really listen to podcasts very often. But she doesn't. Even when I tell her she'd really like something, she doesn't listen to it. I try. I listen to some of them. Cool. Well, my intention is for this to be out before Worlds. So, so I'll see you at Worlds. Good luck. Good luck. And good luck to Eric and his podcast. Yep. I think. May, Although I may guess you have it's many happy his. episodes. Yes. May the sun light upon your microphone. Irish blessing kind of a thing. I was. You got to find like a Care Bearers blessing or something. I. We all live magically in the clouds. Well, I mean, just like, I don't know anything about Care Bearers. There's the Care Bear stare. So swear bears swear. <laughs> swear bear glare. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're definitely going to get some of that. (laughs) Okay. Well, be awesome, everybody. Keep using your ability to to make the world a better place. Yep. Create goodness and play Play Netrunner. Netrunner.